the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. You just be quiet over there, Mike. Oh, not that big. Here we go. So. This is the Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number three. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on this beautiful Saturday morning. It is going to be a nice, gorgeous day. Rains are supposed to come in a little bit later on this evening and then into tomorrow. Mm. So if you're going to go out and play today, it would be a Pine tree limbs whipping around pretty good. Mm-hmm. Eh, not yeah. going to be a good, good day. day good day to work on the boat. Not a good day to be offshore, that's for sure. Unless yeah. you got a big old boat and you're out there going, hey, I think I see some kingfish over here. Yeah. Over there on the top over there. I see some sort of hitting the bait on the Mike, over there on the other side. Mike Mike was just, you know, letting us know that the last time we went out with Fred on his boat. Fred Thompson? No. Fred Willard? Buddy buddy of Mike's. Buddy Fred, Freddy's? He turned around. He he was at one of the G5 seminars, but uh, he turned around the new boat ramp on Lake Hancock beautiful boat ramp but they put it right in front of the outflow where it goes down the creek at the dam the little water control structure they have there so and this water is whipping through there so have you ever put in and out at the Ancloak? have you ever been going in at the into a river n- type n- thing? the Ancloak over here on the boat in ramp. tarpon springs no i never put, they in put there that ramp right there and there's so much current at times in there here it is, super high current. He's trying to put a 24-foot Carolina skiff on a trailer, and it ends up Sideways. going and knocking his, his upright post off. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> he goes to back up and is banging into the dock, and I'm trying to push him off. It. It was, that water was flowing. It, it's flowing. It's awful. Yeah. And it just, it's just a tough place to launch. It really and is. you laughed at me because I put in where? Old at the old muddy hole in the wall guardrail <laughs> boat ramp. <laughs> yeah, know? but even even that's by that uh, that flow in there. Out yeah, there, but so. it's it's got a nice enough cove there that I can get on and off the trailer without being in as much current. Yeah, and um, it is a lot more challenging, and you have to deal with the the buzzards trying to eat your car. But are they going to keep? Uh, are they going to keep, keep that area open so that people can still use that? Over I have I would think they would because the commercial fishermen they do not want the commercial fishermen using the other side probably as much because that's why all the buzzards are there. But uh, you you got Fred hooked up with T A Mahoney's Mike over there and and help got him hooked back up. Crazy Mike. That was on the uh, other the um, when we used the old dirt one is when he broke that. Oh, side. that's and, the, and that, then he went so, and saw Mike Mahoney. So that's there. the second time he broke a post. Yeah, because <laughs> if you remember, all them people were trying to yeah. get in at the same time. The rain was rolling yeah. in, and we were all parked there. And that's when uh, that uh, side rail on that trailer broke off or bent. Sure. And he went over and saw Mike. Yeah. Did he fix it himself? Oh yeah. Fred can fix anything. Yeah, well, Fred's the best. <laughs> he, he's uh, he's MacGyver. He no, I mean, Mike. Mike didn't go over there and get under there with a wrench and a welder and a TIG and then get out there and. Do I'm sure thing. if he had the chance, he Let's, probably would. No, let he'd be out let me tell you something I learned about Fred. Have you ever seen those deer he's killed? Yeah, Fred. I'm Fred, so jealous. Fred kind of reminded me something of me. He turned around. 
here we are trying to get out alligator hunting. We're waiting at the ramp for him to show up, and he ain't there yet. Why? Donuts. Because he's helping somebody else yes. who had trouble. Yes, the the guy's bumper fell off, and Fred stopped, <laughs> took his trailer off the truck so that he could put that guy's trailer on to back it off the road, and then he went and helped the guy put the bumper back on <laughs> in the middle of the road. That's Fred. Fred's going to help While we're you. waiting to go alligator hunting. He's well, a he good had, guy. He had things to do. He's a very good guy, and, and you know, that that's – I just helped a guy in my area – he had a blowout on a trailer or on the back of a truck pulling a trailer. I watched this dang thing jackknife right in front of me on the road, and I ended up helping him. And it, it, I was going back to the house getting parts, pieces, gave him. I had a tire that had come off somebody else's trailer. I caught coming down the interstate, you know, and it was passing everybody on the interstate. <laughs> and I stopped, tried to catch it. But the trailer tire worked for his trailer, and I... I had it in my yard for over a year because I never did catch the guy who lost it. I think he was trying to hide from whatever it might have happened. But I go out there, help him and everything else. He's like, man, how can I how can I thank you? I said, help somebody else out. Yeah. That's just all I ask. Well, that, that's Fred. Fred won't take a penny from nobody. Yeah. He'll help anybody. He's anybody. It don't yeah. matter who you are. He stops, helps everybody. Yeah. So, it, and, and that that's unfortunately – you know, something that doesn't happen as often as we'd like in this world. We got a lot of people who are very reluctant to go out and help people now. It's just, you know, you just don't know what what's going to happen. Well, on that note, I got a dead battery in my truck, so who's going to come over and fix it real quick? Fred. I got one that's on. The, I got one that's <laughs> on. Fred, the break. You. Fred, come over. How how dead is your battery? Uh, it's probably pretty dead because my, my mine's that's I will get. This is a this is not a plug, but this is something. I bought one of those uh, red top Optimas back in the day uh, on my truck. I think I spent two hundred and something bucks on that battery. And I asked the guy, I said, "How long is this thing going to last?" He goes, "Well, it'll probably last you a good eight years or so." I got about almost thirteen years out of that battery, so it me, was well worth the money. Normal in battery run. in Florida, three years. I I don't trust mine very much right now, so much that in the Passenger seat of my truck <laughs> is a pair of jumper cables, <laughs> <laughs> and I just have not slowed down. I had some time the other day. I, I I went to go see about getting a battery, and I actually forgot my wallet oh, at home. And it's like, kid. okay, I can't I can't get my battery. Well, you know? I will say that if you if you're gonna replace it and uh, spend the money, I that thing lasted me f- forever through all the heat and rain and. Everything else, I never, I never expected it to last that long, and that also ran a compressor and uh, you know for my lockers and all that stuff on the truck. So uh, that battery did uh, more than just uh, start the darn thing. So uh, it lasted a long time, and uh, to replace it now, I'm like, I went in and priced one for, the, and it's kind of gone up a little bit, kind of like ammunition. Yeah. It, you know, it used to be cheap, and now it's like, what for fifty yeah. rounds? Are you are you out of your mind? What's what's going on? <laughs> You, know, you talk uh, about lockers and everything else. I, I was having, I, I'm getting a little bit more noise out of my engine than I used to have. And I, I said to my son, what, what do you think? Do you think I'm uh, losing a idler pulley or something? He says, no. Engine, AC, honey? AC compressor. Oh, really? He, he says AC compressor. I said, do you still have the one that came off of the Suburban when we when we pull, took it off the road? 
He says, yeah, I was going to use that for as an air compressor. Have you ever heard of converting an AC compressor into an air compressor? Sure, why not? It's moving fluid and it's moving air. It's moving freon. Why not? Why wouldn't you be able to use it? Well, I just, I just hadn't heard of that. There of course, you go. Your son's you know, My son's, you know, kind of like me. You take what you have available and you you make it work. My son can fix your truck with a stick and a crescent wrench. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. He can fix everything on there, man. It's all good. Yeah, well... It is what it is, but yeah, I got to replace the battery on my truck. Now it's doing the where if you don't let well, it sit for a day. Well, you haven't driven your truck in a long time, but because the battery's dead, uh, <laughs> and to replace it's going to cost. And me it's a, a lot more expensive in gas than your car. It's going to cost me a fortune. Oh yeah, that is true. That is really true. Uh, saw my boy uh, Tom Free uh, yesterday. He came by and said hi, and uh, he's uh, looking a lot better. I know he was having some. Uh, he and he and Jonathan have become kidney brothers. Really? Yeah, they've become, you know, uh, where they call each other and like, oh, so how are you doing? How are you doing? I don't know. How are you doing? How are mine today? What Girls can you doing? eat this week? I can't <laughs> eat this this week. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, he missed out on a uh, he missed out on a hunt. He was supposed to go out and do some uh, uh, elk hunting, I think it was, and uh, didn't get an opportunity because of having to spend a little time at Morton Plant. But uh, he's back on his feet, and uh, he's looking to uh, get back out. He's getting himself a new rifle, did, so he's going to go out and. Uh, did you offer diggity. to go in his place? Uh, I he didn't he didn't uh, say if you want to go, Braden, you can go and take a take a spot. He was going out with Mr. Bill, who, by the way, is not out of Chama. He's out in Utah shooting a big old giant monster elk on his own. Really? Here's the thing: you own Chamas at Timbers. You don't go shoot your own elk. You go out and shoot somebody yeah. else's elk. Because he can <laughs> he can sell that hunt. <laughs> That's right. It must be nice. I don't want to shoot any elk on my property. I'll go over to Utah. Yeah, we'll go shoot one over there. It's like Glenn hunting alligators in the backyard. It's just not hunting. It's backyard hunting. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. It's the, uh, 1010 is the uh, phone number if you want to call. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Bill. Good you job. Can get anything you want at Alice's restaurant. Dude, not even close to the same song. That's horrible. Welcome back. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden hey. Gunn, Bill George, and uh, Mike Singleton in the studio today. Mike's filling in for uh, Jonathan, who's out with a uh, bad taco reaction. Yeah. So we're all we're all in here in the studio with Diego. Enjoying a beautiful Saturday morning of air conditioning here in the Beasley Broadcasting Empire. And uh, after we're off doing the show today, uh, what do you have planned, boys? What are you going to do, Mike? Maybe do a little gator hunting this evening if the weather holds out. Where are you going to go? Who are you going to go with? Is this guy named Bill George? He's probably available. I'm thinking Bill would be a good guy to take and good old Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I have a guy right now we're going to touch base he hasn't filled any of his alligator tags. He has Hillsborough County, and um, 
if if everything lines up and the weather looks like it'll be halfway decent, we may try and get that one that's hanging off some said person's dock. And <laughs> why uh, is it hanging off a said said person's dock? Is there a dog or a pet or chickens no, you, or anything you, available? In yeah, the area? there is something available. Turns out. Um, there's a group of hatchlings that are over there, Ooh. and it just comes and eats a little bit, per se, and then moves on. Is this the same lake where there was a, uh, a pack of coyotes stuck on a piece of uh, floating debris out in the middle of the lake, and they just kind of disappeared every five minutes? I don't know. I never heard that story. You didn't? No. Is this uh, behind uh, someone that we know's yeah. property? Or yeah. Someone we know's very closely or yeah. is it an acquaintance or yeah. really yeah how big is this uh lizard that's hanging out off of the dock about 11 foot really Ooh. Yeah. so wait a yeah. minute are you gonna put that do you have any tags left mike at all i got he one left he, he doesn't but have, you don't have he doesn't have hillsborough county tag no i where's yours at hancock oh really yeah well, that's all fished out. There's nothing yeah, left. Oh, there, yeah. You, you, <laughs> there's no lizards left there's, in there. There's nothing I had left. a buddy, I had, you know, wanted to talk about this at some point. He went out the other day on Hancock. He started going out across the lake. Engine started to sound an alarm that it was getting too hot, shut down. So he's coming back to the boat ramp with his trolling engine, just going to call it. He starts back. All of a sudden, you see the silhouette of an alligator swimming out in front of you. So he turns around. He hooks the alligator. And they get it. Never get up. <laughs> Ten feet, six inches. Wow. Then he turns around. It's like, okay, that, that was cool. Starts coming back some more and comes up on a bubble trail. And he hooks that alligator. And they get that 11 feet, 10 inches. Oh, wow. Okay. All working to get back to the boat ramp That's with a luck. trolling engine. That's some luck right okay. there. Okay. Now, he took it to a processor, went to go dump them out, and when he dumped his alligators out, one of the tags came open. And I've had that happen before where the tag, when it hits the ground, it just vibrates it just right, and it pops open, and you just click it back again, and you go on your way. He had what happened to, like, my daughter's tag where the insert actually came out of the tag. Like, it wasn't glued. It was in there. And when it, when it flipped and hit the ground, the insert came out. The insert was still on the end of the tag but not, no longer clipped. And he called me, and he's like, Bill, I need some advice. What do you do? What do you do? I says, take some electrical tape, you know. Tape the tag. It's not like when my daughter's issue happened where I had another tag I was able to use because it was the first tag. Here he has two dead alligators and, and a tag that's not clipped, and I suggested that he tape them together. And the reason why I did that, some people would say, oh, put some glue in there. Yeah. It, JB it Weld. A, it is against the law to modify or do anything that alters the function of the tag. So gluing it together would be modifying it. Technically. But, but taping it together, you're not changing you're anything. You're not changing it. So that was my recommendation <laughs> to him was just tape it. They can see the obvious failure. Okay. You're not hiding anything. You're not right. trying to do that. Because if all of a sudden they go to process that alligator and there's a bunch of glue that's coming out, they may turn around and say, hey, Officer Jones, 
this is what I'm seeing, it and now suspicious. you could be you. This looks suspicious. It was taken off another alligator, or one that was taken off the back and used again. And you don't want to be in that situation. So my recommendation to him is, is just be clear, honest, upfront, tape it together, and and go on your way. See, that, that brings up that whole deal. Remember, I was talking. Me and you were talking about that a couple weeks ago. I ran into uh, that officer up there in Apollo Beach, and we were discussing that because of your daughters that uh, yeah. didn't have the holder on it. Yep. So I was talking to him. He was the one. Remember, I told you. I called you right away and said yeah. he told me that you know put some gorilla glue and you know and take photos and write down date and time that you caught it. Show pictures of the boat, uh, the the gator in the boat with the defective uh, tag, and and that should be good. But now you know. Well, and and that's where every officer doesn't know every nuance of the rule, and it a lot of it's going to come back to intent and what was your intent and. And my thing was, if you turn around and want to save yourself some hassle, you won't have a, you, you're not going to be looking at being suspicious wise because you know, all of a sudden you start doing something and they didn't know about it. Now all of a sudden somebody's coming back on you and, and asking questions or something along that line where you just don't want that. Maybe uh, that's where, you know, when you get your tags, like, Every year when you get them in the mail, maybe check them. Look at them. Look inside how, them. How, how long yeah, do you think that know. officer had been on the job? I'll give him a couple years. You, you, yeah. He's he not new. He was young. Oh, was he? he was, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, he was. I think he said he was, uh, Sergeant Will. Oh, Sergeant. Okay. Yeah, he's, so. he's, he's been on a while. And what happens is he's been around. He's seen it. He's done it. You get Officer Skippy come out, <laughs> and this is his first year, and he's looking to make a difference and change the world. Yeah. Okay? And anything he thinks he can write up, he wants to write up Note. to prove that he's out there doing his job. Note, don't argue with Officer Skippy because <laughs> uh, he knows the law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay? So, so. You know, the officer you dealt with was seasoned. He 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 understands it. He knows it. He he's he's not out there just trying to to be the hard guy, okay? But the new guy's got a lot to prove and it's like anything else. You're just you, you're gonna go full out. Yeah. You know, and it, it's like the whole story about the bull talking to the young bull sitting there saying, no, slow down. Let's just don't walk on down there. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the, uh, Officer Skippy on his days off has time to go to court. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So, Well, I, if you guys go out tonight, uh, be safe and be careful. That's for sure because it's uh, looking like it might be a little, little rainy. Bring some rain gear, slickers, all that stuff. Rain doesn't seem to affect alligators all that much, especially uh, – Unless it's in lieu of a uh, dramatic temperature drop, which I, I don't think is going to happen. For me, this whole this whole thing with all this rain and, and cool weather, I don't want to hunt it, okay? It makes hunting hard. It makes hunting miserable, and it's not great Alligator hunting. hunting. Yeah. Not deer hunting, not, not, deer not hunting. hog hunting. Different, <laughs> different story. Yeah. Different story. Yeah. But when it stops and that water temperature has cooled down, and that sun comes out, that alligator wants sun, okay? Immediately. So he, he is going to come out and start cruising, and now I can sit there and really work to pick out what I want to pick out. 
And that's how Bill, we were out on the water and uh, it was raining. We were calling it. And Bill's sitting there and he's like, we can call it. It's up to you. Rain's coming. And uh, my wife, Michelle's sitting there and she's like, I'm, I want to stay out here. And my kids wanting to stay out. So Fred goes, let's stay. So we stay. What, what, 10 minutes later? Yeah. Nine, five, nine, four. I forgot yeah. what it was, but we're on. And it was like he said, yeah. the rain stopped, sun came out, all of a sudden, Boom. there they are. They're yeah. everywhere. Bam. And, yeah. and so it's, you know, for me, I live close enough to where I'm I'm going to hunt there. If if the weather's not right and I get out there. Now, you can have a torrential storm, and it can be rough, windy, white caps, and then all of a sudden you get this little calm area around either before or after the storm sometimes, and, and that that 30 minutes to 40 minute window can just be a magical time Mm -hmm. because they're going to be out really quick, really fast. It's like being there right after a decent storm moves through and the fish decide to start biting and you catch them right at that right moment after a storm moves through. They're like, I've been hiding under this mangrove for two and a half hours. I'm starving to death. I'm going to get out here on the flats and just tear up anything that throws at me. Very true. And uh, it's the same way with alligators. Especially if there's a dark, black, muddy bank, they'll all be going, oh, hot tub. It's a hot tub. I'm going to get in a hot tub. All right, we're going to take a break. Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. You know you can call us, 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. Bye-bye. Into hour number three, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Bill George, and Mike Singleton in the studio along with Diego hanging out here talking about all kinds of hookie dookie stuff out there. Uh, if you missed it this morning at 6 a.m., yeah. Bill George made his um, television debut on uh, network television, uh, which was on the TV show Surrender Outdoors. Surrender Outdoors. Surrender Outdoors. Uh, he and Glenn, Glenn was on there too, so we got to give him props as yeah. well. And uh, it was from a gator hunt uh, a couple of years ago when uh, some boys from mm, Oklahoma well, or something came Mike's, down. From Mike's from up, you know, north mid- midwest area, you know. And that narrows uh, it down. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure he's over in Oklahoma, but I don't, you know, to me it was one of those things. Glenn asked me if I could help out. Of course you know me. Yeah, of course, of course gonna you're going to be out there, especially on the so, gator hunt. But it so. was on there, and it's <clears throat> it's on uh, you can check out the link on their Facebook page. Just go to uh, Surrender Outdoors. Look for it on Facebook, and they're on uh, some digital channel as well. I and, think. It's, and it's, and we've posted a link. It's going to be streaming mid this week, I do believe, mm-hmm. where it'd be available online. Are you talking on camera, or are you just like background noise, uh, like the guy in the? I didn't see the final thing that they've put together. I've been anxiously waiting. You know. Well, whole, I know you tried to watch it this morning, and somehow your yeah. IT experience did not give you enough information well, to uh, find it online. You, you know how, like, you can go to the radio station here and say, listen live? Sure. Yeah. Well, I was looking for something like that for the, the TV station. It was a, it was one of the ABC channels. or I But it's believe. on the other side of the Mississippi, so yeah. it's like K-N-E-A-S or something yeah, like that. Was, so. You know, 
It's 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 yeah. I know it's it's alien to you, my friend. So I turned around. They had a thing that said "Listen Live," and there was no button. There was no button to actually listen. So it was driving me crazy. And then there was all these apps you can try and download oh, and do this. Oh gosh, like, that's how they get I, you. I'm I'm almost like you. I'm I don't put a bunch of apps on my phone. No, I turn all that stuff yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I I I'm not as bad as you. I do have a couple apps on. And I will use maps, okay? Not me. No, not Braden. He he will get lost trying to go to the restroom, and you sit there and say, "Just put it in your maps." I'm, I'm not doing that. No, nope, you don't use nope. GPS on your phone. Oh I'm, no, I know where I am. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I do. I know where I am. I know where I am. Trust me. You drive he me. He couldn't anywhere. even find Glenn's birthday party one time. Oh, it's because I got bad information. He was information. there two hours late. Well, they one told hour me they told me it was he had to work. Brady's. They told me it was at Beefs and Stephanie, so I went to Beefs. And then uh, I'm like, Ginger, where is everybody? We're over here at the party. I'm like, where's the party? They're like, over here at this other restaurant in Brandon. I was like, dude, you said it was at Beefs. Oh, yeah, but we changed it because we had more people. So we moved it over to this place. And I'm like, well, I don't know where that place is. How do I get there? You have to give them turn-by-turn directions to get to there. Okay, you see this now? Yes, yes. You can't get off the phone with them. Because you have to tell him every landmark <laughs> and where to turn. Well, because in a driving you rainstorm. You are his GPS. Yeah. In a driving rainstorm trying to find Bill George while he's hidden off on some trail somewhere. Okay, you need to narrow it down. Dude, I navigated my butt through the entire Medicine Bow Mountain Range in Wyoming in about five hours. Yeah, that's back when they had maps and yeah. paper maps. They still yeah. have those. You can I buy them. I had to use GPS uh, on my phone to get off Lake Hid- uh, Hancock the other night. Yeah. We couldn't figure out where we were. at that. Yeah. I was laughing. Yeah, you were sitting in the back. Couldn't find the <laughs> ramp? Nope, no. not the new ramp. Dude, all you well, need to know is east, north, no, south, no, no, east, no. and west. Oh, all you easy. have to do is turn out every light and look at the lights on the bank. That's right, because you got all those buildings on the south but end over we there. But see. I understand newbie. I understand Oh, newbie. come on, Bill. That ain't but, even right. But you laugh. I have gone to a lake that I've never been to before, and I had gotten some intel that there were some of the, these little back open areas that we could go into that housed some very large alligators, and it was a time I was with G2. And we went, and I cannot tell you how much stuff we mowed over getting there, but I, we're going full out on an airboat, going across country, tussets, everything else, and I'm holding on to the phone trying to bobble and and give him a direction, and every once in a while we'd stop and 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 just pull everything together. And we were, I could see on the on the GPS via the aerial the open water that we're trying to get to. It's over there. <laughs> we killed that night thirty-seven alligators. There you go. That's how you do it. Thirty-seven alligators. See what happens. See that's why you don't want okay. to know where you are. <laughs> you, you couldn't got, find that on a paper that's map. That's right. That's right. You found the honey hole just by accident, which most people do. No, no, not by accident. Somebody gave me a tip, and we followed it. Thirty-seven. Wow. You, you want to talk about it? Not being able to see things for a while. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw a dead alligator for a week. <laughs> you had to go to the chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> I need new glasses, Doc. All I see are dead alligators in front of my eyes. That, that was a real. That was that was a very interesting time. We had probably on the boat with us a hundred tags that night, and you know how I don't know if you've ever been stopped and they say, "Can I see your license?" No. 
I just I was was dying for an officer to stop us and say, "Can I see your license?" Yes, yeah, so tell me how to get out of here. There, there was we had a box, a box. They didn't send the licenses to him that time in in an envelope. How'd you get a hundred? Glenn's got his ways. Very very fast fingers. Let's just say it was back at a time in which I put. $7,000 on a credit card in a matter of 30-some minutes. Wow. Okay. Now you know why he's gator hunting all the damn time. <laughs> Trying to pay that credit card That's right. off. Yeah, because mama, mama going to kill him. If you kill him. If you put that, me down in a knockdown, drag-out fight for alligator tags, I'm coming out pretty good. Man, if I showed up with 100, I'd have to run. If they said, can I see your license? I'm yeah. going to give all I got. <laughs> $69. It was back when you could get extra tags, and there was extra tags available. For, sure. For every two alligators, it was only costing us the $72.50 or whatever yeah. for two alligators. Okay? Oh. So, oh. So, it was, it was. Why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Yeah. Yeah. And then that was back right after they put the airboat restrictions in up in Alachua County. Have you seen anything about that lately? So what? Now you got to go with a flatback guinu? No, What's no, the no. They put an airboat restriction in Alachua County that says you cannot run an airboat after. And it wasn't even dark. You, you you had to be out in the daylight, daylight. You could not run any airboat. So after seven, basically. Yeah. And so um, a guy just recently actually took that and litigated it all the way through the courts and Alachua County lost. Good for him. So it I bet took, he calls the meetings. Oh my gosh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I am oh, not Mike, missing Mike's that meeting. Not, listen, if Mike calls the meeting, I'm going to survey him a steak. No, yeah. you're not. I, I'm good. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> now that you I'm brought a survey, you a steak. <laughs> now that you brought that up, let's just go ahead and get that off the table right now. I mean, uh, Bill George, you know, listening to uh, my brother talk about and this and that and the other thing and uh, all this other stuff. And so, Bill George, if you didn't hear like a week or so ago, he announced that he had purchased one. Have you had an opportunity to use it? It arrived Wednesday. This past Wednesday. Yeah. And we turned around. So far, I have surveyed a pork tenderloin. Uh Uh-huh. Turned out extremely well. Not overdone. No, you know, and then last night I cooked my wife. Uh, we had some sirloins. I picked up some sirloins, not the little thin things. I looked for a nice thick sirloin, at least an inch and a half. And I put it in. I put it in the Ziploc bag with Did all you, the seasonings okay, and yeah. that. And all I right. just let it sit. I bought it the day before. Turned around, had it all prepped and ready. So when I came home. I hooked up the little machine, put it in the pot of water, put the steaks in there, and I didn't have to worry about anything. I set them for 129 degrees. So that would be rare, seriously. Medium rare. Medium rare. That'd be below, uh, just above rare. Yeah. Yeah, just above rare. Yeah. So I I do not like an overdone steak. No, no way. And we turned around, and I did that, left it in there. She was hungry. So I was going to try and approach the four-hour time frame that they say you need to pull it out by four hours. Sure. But anywhere between an hour and a half and four hours is what they recommend cooking that at. 
and I left it in there for two and a half hours. That's and, a good time. And, and at, at that point, she was ready to eat. And so I pulled those steaks out, and then while they were turning around and I was getting ready to pull those out, I went outside, I put the grill on high, got the grill real hot, and gas I, grill gas grill okay so i turned around had that heating up while that was heating up i turned around i did all the other cook prep the the veggies and that and then i turned around took those steaks out there plopped them on the grill browned the outside of them real nice just nice little caramelization on the outside took them in pulled the veggies out boom done timing was so easy you cut into that steak, the outside was nice and brown and nice everything. Nice and crusty, yeah. But an inch and a half of medium rare. See, that's perfect. An inch and a half. Me, I'm not a great cook, okay? That's true. You you can turn around a steak that thick, I could have had the outside overdone and the inside underdone. But with this, it is cooked perfectly all the way through. You're never in the water. It's in the it's in the bag. Just the way he likes it. Well, the only time I've ever tried it, and that's the reason I told you I didn't like it, is because you're the, a commie. Uh, yeah. So the guy cooks it, brings it out. I was up fly fishing up in Colorado. He, I'm going to make steaks for everybody. Sounds great. So I'm like, where's the grill? I don't hear no grill. Smell no grill. I don't see nothing in the area. He said, Oh, it's on the on the stove. I'm like, Oh, great. So he says, everything's done and ready. We go in. It's a gray piece of meat. Oh, he didn't grill it. So it's like, you're not cutting it. It's a rubber band. Oh, no. Oh, he no, overdid no, it. He no, got no. it too high. He didn't that, know what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, something. But the the thing is, there are he people who do not. He basically boiled and bagged it. Yes, exactly. That's they, horrible. There's people who turn around and do not um, have a grill. And what they're browning them with are torches. Well, there was a big grill there. He just didn't use it. My, my boss, Jeff, looks over at me, and he's that nice guy. You see him over there cutting it, trying to cut it, and he's and Jeff is not going to be rude. He's sitting there. Trying to chew on this uh, shoe leather over it's here. It's still going. Yeah, it gets bigger as you <laughs> yeah. chew it. The more you chew it, the bigger it gets. Well, you know, I didn't I didn't know anything about it until my brother uh, introduced me to it, and uh, he did a uh, London broil, which is usually almost like brisket-y kind of thing. You know, you have to cook it for a long period of time to where it either falls apart or whatever. You know, if you're doing, you know, Irish whatever, whatever, you got to cook a, a, for a while. But he sous vide it for about, I think, two and a half hours, took it out, put it on the grill. It was like it was like a nice steak. Yeah. It was done perfectly. Maybe and I need to try it. You, you really should. And for pork, it is almost a gimme because... Yeah. You know, you really have to watch your temperature when it comes to pork or wild pork. You can actually bring it up to the temperature that you know you're going to need it. Get it up there. Go out and brown it on the grill. Dude, you're done. I'll done. call in on uh, FWC and Bill will make us one. <laughs> I can do that. All right, taking a break. It is Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Be right back. Next up, we'll evaluate the Food Ninja. 
<laughs> well, I, I will just say, for me, I I am really looking forward to getting some venison and trying that be device perfect for with venison. venison because a lot of those wild game meats, if you overcook them, it's just... Which is so easy to it do. Just, yeah, and when you're trying to be as careful as you are and not, not make anybody sick like Jonathan, um, you turn around and you really want to make sure you cook it and you have a tendency to overcook it. I understand. Um, if you think about it, about 90% of the people that you meet that have tried wild game of any kind and don't like it is because of the way it was cooked oh, originally. Oh, very much so. You know, they're like, ah, oh, my daddy used to make me eat it, and it was so gamey and nasty tasting, I just can't eat it. Or it was like shoe leather, or it's too chewy, or, or you know, it doesn't taste right or anything like that. And I, 90% I even of that. it is because it's cooked wrong. And that's I had that conversation with a, a, a vegan one time, and they were like, you know, about not liking this or not liking that. And I'm like, well... You know, because they were telling me bear is terrible and mo- people don't like bear. It's like, no, I, I, I've had bear. I've had bear that was very good. It's delicious. And, and they turned around and I said to him, have you ever had, what's your favorite food? And he really didn't want to answer me. And it turned out it was a cucumber of all things. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I said, have you ever had a cucumber prepared in a way you did not care for? Like, Yeah. I was like, well, it's kind of like that. I said, not every way that something's prepared are you going to like it. And if somebody doesn't know how to prepare that item well, you may end up trying it and not liking it. But it's, never not take because it again. Of the, it's not because the, the item doesn't have the potential to be good. It's just you had somebody that didn't cook it good. Yeah, right, most right, of the time when people have uh, – it's a different experience. Like if you have ground, and that's why – like Hunters for the Hungry and stuff like that, they really would like most of that donated meat ground because you have so many different ways of cooking it that's easy that is it's kind of easy so that you don't screw it up. If you you know hand a bunch of people a bunch of venison steaks and they think, oh, wait, great steaks, and they throw them in a cast iron pan, you know, basically medium high, and you got about a minute and a half on each side, and that's it, you're done. If you go any longer than that, depending on the thickness of it, uh, it, it is shoe leather. I mean, it, there's no fat. I mean, it's very low in fat, as most people know. Uh, you ask Al at Al's Wild Meats, when you're going in there and you want it ground up into sausage, he'll go, what kind of fat do you want and add it in there? Because there is none. So you either got a pork or beef, you know, that you can put into your uh, sausage, breakfast sausage, or whatever it is you want eaten. Because you take a wild hog in there, if you've ever skinned one, I mean, the layer of fat on them is almost non-existent. I mean, uh, they got thick hide, yeah, but you don't, like a domestic pig or you shoot one up north, dude, you got like an inch and a half of fat in there. I mean, it or more. I've, I've killed a couple wild hogs in Florida that had really thick fat. Were they bar hogs? I mean, were, do you remember? I, I've killed some sows that way. Well, sows usually have more fat than males do anyway yeah. when it comes to wild hogs. Yeah, that, it, it's just... Every once in a while, you get one, and it's just been eaten very, very good. But I mean, you you take a you take a deer that's out of a cold weather climate up in Pennsylvania or even up in northern Missouri, and you go clean that thing. There's a lot of fat between that that meat and that hide. In Florida, it's like taking a t-shirt off a teenager. I mean, there's there's really <laughs> yeah. not, there's not much in between there at all. Uh, it's like shh, oh okay, there you go. It's it's pretty easy. We're done here, and it makes it easier. But you know, going back to that sous vide machine, I was saying that when it comes to wild game, 
anything that you use, birds, things that are uh, very hard to temperature control, you know, where you have uh, elements that can burn more than other sides of it. Like if you take a whole quail or a deer, I mean a, a dove, and stick it in there, you can bring it up to temperature and then go in and just brown it. Yeah. That's all you have to do is either brown it on the grill or even you could do it in your oven on a uh, on the uh, broiler. I mean, it, it, all you want to do is just brown the outside of it, crisp it up a little bit, and you're done. And pork especially because, you know, people are like, ah, trichinosis and, uh, you know, bursalosis and all these other things. It's got to be like 290 <laughs> degrees inside. I, I think the first actual you know wild meat that i'm going to do is probably be some alligator i'm going to give an alligator something with alligator a try you should try like the really rough uh like chewier tougher cuts not necessarily like the tail but like you know that leg meat or that back that like upper thigh area and stuff like that where it's a little chewier because those muscles get used in a different way as the tail that would be interesting to see what those do. Because if you try to put those on a skewer and, and grill them, it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's like chewing rubber bands. So I, I just would think it'd be I'd interesting be, to be give know. that a try. Yeah, I'd be curious to know how that breaks down and uh, what you could put in there to, to break down the tissue like that. You might have to talk to Bart, see what that you might. can put on there. and Maybe a little lemon juice or something added in there that would help to break down that muscle tissue. Well, Bart would give me some recipe, and I'd have to have a dictionary to figure out what it is. A French dictionary. Yeah, a French dictionary to figure out what it is. First, you need a little colty fo 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 And then you need to add a little z colty here, And then you'd be like, oh, sure, write that down. And I don't even know what these words mean. And what store do I have to go buy that at? No, nah, he'll give it to you in plain English. Because it's, it's not at my local Publix. <laughs> no, he'll give it to you in, in uh, plain but, English. It'd be all right. But I'd, I'd be curious to know what that is. I wanted to. I said, dude, man, why don't you do some chicken? Like, sous vide some chicken and stuff. Oh, no, because that's, uh, you're killing the guy. He's a chef. I know he is. But, I mean, like, if you did, like, thighs or something like that where, as Mike pointed out, if you do them to where you're liking him and, they're, you know, your your wife or whoever looks at it goes, uh-huh. This, this meat around the bone is a little pink, or oh, it's yeah. it's got blood in it. Ah, it's in the world. You know that way it's done. It's up to temperature, and all you're doing is basically crisping up the skin and doing all your stuff. And I mean, for, you're done. for those, I mean, you set it to if you want it medium well or well done, you can set that temperature, whatever it is, to that temperature. It's going to be well done all the way through evenly all the way through i think it has a lot more uses than uh i mean he's almost got me convinced to buy one as well because uh my kids you know well, you know fire alarms go off in the I, house when I'm, i would uh, think you would be an excellent candidate for it one. would be i would you be. know why why because they're not super time sensitive <laughs> and you get easily distracted well unless i'm cooking if i'm cooking <laughs> I, don't, I don't get distracted i'm usually a pretty good uh you know I, I expedite my stuff pretty good in the kitchen. But I am one of those guys who I like to do the red hot, uh, you know, cast iron pan, get it nice and hot, do my steaks on the house. But when you do that and you have crust and everything else on the outside, smoke detectors are going off I all need, over the house. Dad, to, the one in the bedroom's going off. I don't just push the button. I need to get one of those. <laughs> famous qu- famous question at my house when I come in from the grill. It's is. Did you did you get all the way through from mine? Did See? you fillet it? See? Did you fillet or uh, she'll cut, cut it? it. She'll cut it right then. 
Oh, uh, did you turn the hey. grill off yet? Oh yeah, it's cooked perfect for what I eat. Can you put this Listen. back on for five more minutes? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that would that would end your problem right there. Exactly. Seriously, I mean, uh, don't let one bad apple spoil your whole bunch, girl. Yeah. yeah. When okay? when I started when I started, you know, dating my wife, a hamburger had to have zero juice to it. Zero. It was a hockey puck. Oh. Okay. Steaks, extremely well done. No Ugh. pink whatsoever. That's so bad. And, yeah. And last night, we're eating medium rare. You know, and that's and she liked a, it. Oh, very much so. And and she came around, but it, it, you don't immediately try and, and change them. But that right there, what Mike's talking about is not change. When you start to realize how nice it is to have a steak that's not overly done. But here's the thing at my house. You're wrong. She ruins it because <laughs> I could cook the best steak in the world, and here comes the ketchup. Oh, or, no. Or A1. I'm listen, telling you, whatever listen. she can find, it's dumping on it, and I'm like, well, what's it matter if it's a little red? It's all covered anyway. And See? Why? why and Mac, why and Mac, Mac's got no same way. I'll come in, and Mac will be like, it's a little red, Dad. I'm, Mac, it's good. That's the way you eat it. I'm good. No, Do we no. have any nuggets? Done. How old is Mac? Ten years old. That'll probably change I because hope. I, well, when my son hit his preteen years, now everything was just like when I was a kid. You go yeah. through that phase where, you know, your eggs had to be scrambled, nothing could be runny, you know, it had to be this and had to be that, and then all of a sudden it's like this bing goes off, and now you no. know it's like it's uh, he, wants it, he wants it. He wants it flopping. That. His wa- his son hit the age where he will eat anything. Well, that's oh. what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no nuggets and fries are gone. But but <laughs> food. He used More to food. You know, mom used to make. You know, every piece of meat had to be. You know, uh, medium well. Uh-huh. You know, hamburgers and stuff because she's afraid of you know pathogens or whatever it is that might be in there. A B now is like you go for prime rib, and she's like, "How'd you like that cooked? Rare." Yeah, <laughs> I want it rare. I want it like red, and I want it like still flopping. And 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 that's what he needs. I don't know if it's part of the growing up thing where you need that extra iron or whatever it is, but your brain will tell you what you want when you when you want it. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, give him some time, cook it right, and uh, he'll probably come around. And your wife will be the same way because well, most people get in that ketchup or a one habit. To cover up all the bad experiences they had before. Yeah, well, Max, she she's that kid that she watches mom, like you said. Yeah. She's watched mom, so she thinks, okay, I got to put ketchup, I got to put A1, I got to put this, and I got to put that. No, no, I, you don't do that. I, I, yeah, I you put something you like on something that you don't like is right. what they're doing. You put ice cream on, uh, you know, on your steak, and it'd be perfect. Right. <laughs> if I go to a restaurant and they ask me a question, do you want any A1 saucer? I said, do you have a halfway decent steak? Yeah. I said, then why would I want that? You're such a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you're going to eat something, he would be terrible. That's why that, he only, he's only allowed to eat in one restaurant. You know, he can, he's only allowed in Smoke and Ace's Barbecue because uh, you know, they already know how he likes it and know how he is. He's got what, his own booth. Where's, for where's the best place for me to go for a steak? Texas Cattleman. That's that's good, but their sister company, Charlie's. Ooh. Yeah, okay. but Charlie's. I like Ruth Chris too, though. My okay. wife just turned me on to that. Ruth Chris is extremely good, and I'll give you a little hint. Next time you go there, just order the porterhouse. Just spend the money, and that way you can split it between two people. Yeah. That way you both get two different steaks, and you're all happy, and it's delicious, and uh, you'll walk out of there going, and somebody else needs to drive. Yeah. I can't drive. Or mac and cheese at Ruth Chris, too.
It's really yeah. good. But uh, I will say that uh, the boys out there at Smoking Aces do a really good job on them steaks, too. They really do. Uh, he does a great job cooking out Is there. Is that no by uh, Stingray Chevrolet? Right across yeah. the street. Okay. They, yeah. All right. Yeah. You never been there? I live right there. That, that's the funny part. Is. You live there and you've never been there? I live right off Charlie Taylor. Right. And you've right never there. been there? Listen. No. If you, you go in there... Just ask for the Bill George booth. At Bill George booth, they'll put you over there in your booth, and then I'm you gonna sit. call you to come down there. Maybe I can get a discount. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm there all the time. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening this morning. We appreciate it. If you missed the show, don't forget you can always go check it out online. You can go to BigAndWild.com. That's BigAndWild.com. You can look for past shows. You can also listen live from there too. I still think you can. Gary, Bill George. I don't know. I don't know. All right, we'll see you guys next Saturday. Go enjoy your weekend. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome, Mike.